big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Welcome to our podcast, The Power of Birth. And this podcast, we are very excited about talking about, aren't we? Because it's something that we are both deeply passionate about for different reasons, really, aren't we? And it's such a powerful, um, I mean, birth is where it all begins and what it sets up, doesn't it? Yes. In life. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to be talking a lot about that, aren't we? The, Mm. The themes that often we see that show up in birth that then can show up in many many times in a a child's life and in our lives as well and Mm. also in our birthing stories Mm. our own births can show up often Mm. there as well Mm. and you know for me I you know again I love where we both come from of our different places for me my love of birth has come from working in birth you know being a childbirth educator and attending births as a doula for a long time and witnessing women the journeys their births take and also I guess seeing the perfection in how babies choose to be born Mm. you know it's a very big thing I'm really passionate about in how I teach birth is that it is the baby's journey and and as the mother we can put in place everything that we want of how we think it should be but ultimately it is a huge surrender and a big getting out of the way for the baby to have the journey it needs to have and as much as that can be very tricky for for people to hear particularly if their birth didn't go the way they want to I think over all these years of doing this work I have seen the absolute perfection in how birth is it it just it it gives me always just such a great feeling of reverence when I talk about birth because I feel like we should get down (laughs) on our knees and pray to birth and just this like it is one of the most powerful things that we do yet it also it's powerful because it sets up so many things in our world in our life yeah and Mm. I love how you bring in that that deep um to me that we really want to bring in that deep sense of compassion invite Mm. you to be compassionate with yourselves as you're listening to this because Mm. there can be many painful things around Mm. birth around our own birth experiences our own birthing experiences and I think what I love what you say is you know to really how would it be if we dropped all judgment and all ideas of should and have Mm. to and actually really embrace the 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 being in the journey and the trusting mm. of the journey even mm. if it's very different to how we thought it was going to be completely and you know it's it's fascinating you know I came to birth after having having two kids and then I started yes. working in birth and my first birth with my son I was one of those women that I would probably look at now and think oh dear it's probably not going to go well <laughs> because I was you know a young woman who was really naive yes. pretty disconnected from my body um, wanted a natural birth but I had no idea what that even really meant I didn't do one single birthing class I don't even think I read a book <laughs> didn't you? That's okay. I mean I was really naive and I always joke that I had at my birth I had my mum with me who'd had three cesareans uh my best mate who didn't even know what a uterus was and my (laughs) husband and we were like totally the blind leading the blind and of course like what happens with our current birthing culture and system I ended up a product of the system so I ended up with a lot of intervention from this idea of having a, a natural water birth. I yes. thought that if I burnt essential oils, I'll be right. That was going to be my, that was going to be my saviour. <laughs> Some essential oils. Um, yeah, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> um, but then I ended up, you know, because of 
not having any understanding at all, I ended up getting induced and then I had gas, I had pethidine, I had an epidural, my yeah. son was born, the vacuum extract, uh, extraction, episiotomy, like I had the full smorgasbord and, mm-hmm. and came out the other side really traumatized from his experience. And that was kind of my entry into motherhood, which made the first mm-hmm. year of his life so hard yeah. because I was just spent most of it trying to recover from this oh, trauma. Yeah, it was oh. it was hard. A little eighteen year old, I mean, years ago, I look at little twenty five year old yeah. Lael back then and think, wow. oh my goodness, oh, it was really so challenging. Yeah. And but I actually look at that experience now as as always as the most extraordinary gift yes. because it it showed me the contrast of what I didn't want yes. for next time round, yes. <laughs> which again is what I see a lot in my work. Is I work with a lot of second and third time mums who do unfortunately have had traumatic experiences yes. that are then really saying I need this to look differently yeah. and. Um, and that's why they come and learn some good education or do some work to to find their way through. And nice. I did go on to have a beautiful water birth with my second baby, which Yay. was uh, yeah, look, which was amazingly healing on so many levels. And then you know went on after that with my third baby to end up having a cesarean, which is a whole other story. So I've had all these kind of different birth experiences, yes. which have all been completely perfect for my children yes. and for where I'm at. But yeah. in order for me to even stay stable like that I've had to really unpack all of what that means yeah. and that that's really big as and I love that you say bringing in compassion for everybody around their stories because it's there's so many elements that come into it yes. with it and yes. and I deeply love that from me with my naivety and no research you took the exact opposite <laughs> no. route, didn't you? which I love when we when we ponder on our stories we've we have had such different experiences in so many things and yeah, so mine was really the opposite, that I um, I was terrified of, well, being a mother, I actually thought I needed 10 years of therapy, so I had 10 years <laughs> of therapy before becoming a mother, and I was so grateful that when I was doing uh, my PhD, it was on postnatal depression, the mother-infant relationship, and as part of that, I really needed to understand birth and I was actually recruiting mums from the postnatal wards. So in that process and actually in the interviews I did, I found out all about the cycle of intervention, you know, and so this is a, you know, in my early to mid-twenties, I learned about all these things and over time just really learned more and more and more about all of that stuff. So I'm really grateful that I had many, many years of understanding that and then when I got to being having even the sense of being ready to get to wanting to conceive and and give birth I was still absolutely terrified Mm. it was so terrifying to me I thought it was I always had this fear that I would go mad when giving birth it's very interesting Mm. and when I look at my own birth as I shared before being um, premature and in an incubator and really having so much of my story in my life really relating back to that Mm. experience uh, again, to me, my birth, my birth, my original mm. birth is such a gift because of, it's really, it really guided me and I knew I needed to do a lot of work. So it's like the opposite view. I was like, I couldn't have just gone and gone, oh yes, it's all going to be fine because I knew it because I was terrified. Mm. So I went and did, uh, I just came across uh, in a very synchronous way, hypnobirthing. I trained, I did, uh, I trained in hypnobirthing then I found out about something called private subconscious mind healing, which Peter Jackson, who then developed Calm Birth, was doing. Mm. And I, I did that and trained in that. And then I conceived my, well, we conceived my daughter. And I went from being absolutely terrified to giving birth to during the time of my pregnancy with her. And I think with her 
do you have that you know with each child having the presence of the mm. child it's like they're they're so you know they have so much they have such an influence on us don't they when we're pregnant with yes. them that's my experience anyway uh, yes I agree totally. <laughs> yes but I came to the point of being absolutely completely trusting of my body and of my baby and of the experience and it was one of the most important one my son's birth as well both of them the most empowering profound experiences mm. of my life so you know and it was I, an love that. I mean that's actually how it should be I mean it you know it is very sad I think I sh- I've shared this with you that often when I teach a birth class and I say my first question to couples is if you could tell me your ideal birth if you could write the script how would this look and I would say 85% of people say, oh, I just don't want it to be too traumatic. So the benchmark is it's going to be trauma, just not too much trauma, as opposed to what you just said, which is transforming, amazing, empowering. And I would love for that to be what birth is for every woman. But I feel, unfortunately, we're really far away from that for many reasons, which is a whole other podcast. But, but, you know... Well, I I think we only talk a lot about culture in in these mm. podcasts, and I think it is so much of it. um, a product of this culture isn't mm. it and what we yeah what mm. we grow up with what we expect what we 100 percent system and, yeah look we, we do live in a very well here in australia our birth culture is very interventionist and we have very high cesarean rate and you know there there is a lot that goes on that impacts what happens in birth mainly yes. because of the system yes and also i think because women um are often set up to fail in birth you know we're made to feel fearful right from the beginning we're we're taught all about the danger everything we see on television around birth is dramatic and high risk and you know someone's going to die and that's really what we're imprinting in our subconscious around birth we're not seeing positive beautiful wonderful you know (laughs) which is (laughs) births which i love you say that because for me when i was pregnant and even before that i i was so i did so much research and so much um you know i did all the i just did everything Mm. and i had a friend from england come one time just before i gave birth and she said i've literally never seen anyone prepare for birth and that's because i needed to because i was so terrified until i did all that stuff but i i I was very, very um, highly researched and I understood all the stuff, but I really focused on not... I, I understood all the inter- the possible interventions mm. and the possible risks, but then I didn't I didn't um, read lots of stories on that and I really focused on what I did want and mm. I really focused on um, hearing from people who had yes. had really empowering um, orgasmic... You know, that's what mm. I was going for. Mm. So really having that as... That was merely the imprint that I wanted for myself and for, for my daughter. And... And look, you know, that is something to aspire to, you know, and I think of all these years of working in birth and my own journeys, you know, where I have come to within that, and I actually 100% believe this, I do believe all birth can be beautiful, no matter how it unfolds, you know, my, my biggest work around birth is helping couples to understand that it is about the energy and the presence they bring to the experience, it may not, this can be with an epidural, it can be in theatre, I mean, this is life really as well, isn't it? that I really do believe all birth can be beautiful when yes. we feel into what is scary, when we yeah. work to help whatever it does feel unsafe, what do we put in place to help ourselves feel exactly. safer, yes. what support do we need, all those kind of things can make a huge difference to how your birth plays out. Exactly. You know, And, I mean, having had three really distinct births, yeah, especially so even my cesarean one yes. at the end from a, from a lovely, tricky breech baby, and, and I love what you said just before about you can feel the essence of your baby uh, yeah. distinctly with my third 
Um, I remember being pregnant and saying to people, I do not feel like I can contain her in my body. Her energy was so big and strong. I remember going, I do not know who this child is, but man, she's going to be a dynamite. And she is. (laughs) And she was born in the way that she needed to, which was, you know, breech baby, turned emergency cesarean. You know, she ended up being in the NICU for a long time when she was born, you know, because she didn't breathe when she was born and was resuscitated for a long time. And she... Her entry into the world is so much about who she is now in doing it her own way and the impact she needed to make. And so I absolutely see the perfection in what it was now. I mean, that's 11 years later. For a while there I had to work through a bit of what happened, which which really does bring me to trauma, really, because unfortunately, you know, really, they say statistically around one in three women do have trauma from birth. I really do think it's probably higher than that because I think that a lot of women don't talk about it as well because again that cultural element of you know if you have a baby and it's alive you should just be grateful that you've got a baby um you know but we don't take into account women's emotional well-being and their emotional health in the whole process within that and that is is just as important as well so i do believe that there are a lot of women that feel deeply traumatized around what happened in their births Mm. which of course can be totally Again, connected to how they were born, and we look at that big cycle of yes. what we keep playing out in our lives. Mm. Yeah, it's very, very powerful, isn't it? Those, and we're going to talk about that often. That what happens in birth, that 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 theme will often show up to be the way I say to be heard and healed at every new beginning. So that for a child, that would be if they go to daycare or preschool or kinder or uh, you know whatever country you live in, whatever name you, you give that the opportunities for every new beginning for those birth themes to show up mm. and you know again again for us as we shared for, at our own births when we're giving birth our own birth will often show up and mm. it's always such a wonderful opportunity mm. in pregnancy if we have that awareness to mm. to do whatever healing we can do and so for you Marion, what I mean you I mean you share a lot about how that your how you were born impacted your life how yes. do you, how does that show up how did that show up for you <laughs> I mean you've done a lot of work and healing yes. now but what how were those what did that look like and how that used to show up for you uh my own birth mm. in my life well often I feel really um terrified when I start mm. new things mm. really scared and so I just need to every single time and it just it's just got easier and easier because I understand mm. how to do that to listen to little baby me and I've done so much healing over 30 years mm. plus to really mm. listen to her and to really you know my one of my passions as you know is really and I think that that's part of I believe I chose that birth and mm. I believe that's and if I hadn't had that experience I wouldn't come in to have the passion I have for actually putting myself and understanding what it is like to be a newborn baby, what it's like to be a baby in utero, actually, and what it's mm. like, what it actually feels like to experience being born. Mm. And that's why I really got into, even before giving birth, all the work of people like Stan Groff, really looking at, and all the um, prenatal psychology work, mm. and all the all the studies that show, and all the hypnosis work that babies are do experience birth there it's very Mm. sentient and in utero before that Mm. and to really understand what it's like to actually to be a newborn baby and the exquisite sensitivity they have Mm. and how much they are being deeply affected Mm. by everything and I think that's you know my own experience of really listening to little baby me over and over again is to really have that deep um deep passion for for wanting 
us to as much as we can to put ourselves in our baby's shoes to understand mm. what it might be like to be being born to be only just born to be experiencing the world uh, you know for the first time and you know, how overwhelming it can be and confusing and how many how many big feelings it's really yes. normal and natural for babies to feel and and you know this deep passion for just the more we can understand them and that's also all the research to understand actually what they do experience because I think again in our culture up until recently we've we've had all these strange perspectives of babies haven't we that they don't really you know it doesn't really matter so much because they're not really very aware and they can't really they're not really conscious not even conscious of pain that was one of the beliefs until really recently and Mm. just these really outdated perspectives and I suppose my passion is for for having the most you know, like you have with birth, like mm. the most um, sacred reverence mm. for babies and the exquisite beings and mm. the, you know, the awareness that they have. Mm. And they come into the world, don't they? So mm. without um, without all the protective mechanisms that mm. we have, so mm. so ready for connection and so ready to, to meet us mm. and to be mm. present, to be seen and be heard. And, you know, that's, I think, yeah, such a big passion for me. And I also think, to talking about babies being in utero when we look at epigenetics and those kind of things right yeah how a mother's feeling when she's pregnant has an impact on that baby yes and and can i can i just have a pause here if if you're judging yourself at any point now Mm. this is the point to Mm. uh, i talk about putting the emotional sticks down Mm. this is a time i think to be really compassionate with ourselves Mm. these are really big themes and even if we've done a million years work Mm. and listening you know we are i think we to know that we're gonna and we are gonna pass things down (laughs) and that's part of the journey of being alive isn't it we wouldn't you know so anyway carry on but i really wanted to share that thank you for that (laughs) i look it is so true because again i think that turned up for me particularly my third pregnancy i felt outraged most of my pregnancy I was so angry at society society for how they treated pregnant women because I remember having this sense of, I am growing a human (laughs) and how I feel and what goes on matters. And yet I was still having to look after two other kids and do the school drop off and go and make dinner. And I just felt outraged and let down by society that I wasn't you know cherished and massaged and just totally loved up all the time which you know I could totally take because I'm a little bit lush (laughs) like that but I I I remember feeling that sense of outrage of do we we do not place value on how important what this is and how much we need to look after our mamas right so I think that's part of that bigger picture we talk about we you know this this paradigm that we come Mm. from don't we that we Mm. really have lost that sacred yes. reverence for for yes. mothers, yes. for pregnancy, for birth, yes. for parenting, and that these yes. this is the this is the, the next generation coming mm. to the world. It's one of the most important things, isn't mm. it, to be deeply valued and honoured and, and cherished. To, to honour and value yourself enough yes. to claim that for yes. you. Because I mean, really, I look back and think if someone probably had to come in and said, "Let me wrap you up and make your," you know, I'd probably be like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> yes. no." I'd probably resist yeah. it anyway because I hadn't quite got that piece about self-care yet but (laughs) but I remember there was a really deep staring inside me that this is this is really not fair for for women and we really need to change this culture so you know that again has that big compassion piece of that is not seen in our culture as something that we value so it's understandable how we don't you know we have a lot of stress in our pregnancies or and a lot of fear you know again there's those women who have you know had miscarriages or or lost babies you know it is so 
it's so tricky not to be fearful, not to be scared carrying another baby. So you know, literally. all that deep compassion for ourselves as we navigate that yeah. humanness. Yeah. You know, and can, can I yes. share a little bit about that? Because I had a miscarriage in between my daughter and my son, and um, and I it was a, a very graceful process and lots of healing. And but when I was pregnant with my son, I was really scared a lot of the mm. time, especially the first yeah couple of trimesters and. I really saw that in him. You know, he had a lot of feelings to mm. express. And that was simply from me being, of course, mm. naturally scared. Mm. And yeah, so, again, it's really normal and natural for mm. us to have to have all kinds of feelings in pregnancy because we do not live in a culture. If we lived in a culture that revered mothers <laughs> and the feminine, mm-hmm. we, yeah, it would be very different for it all would. of us. <laughs> yes. And now is the time to start slowly changing those yes. things, you know, as we do it for ourselves our daughters our sons see us do that you yeah. know they they watch and witness that it becomes part of their imprint you know yes. so yeah i have faith that it's changing it is changing but then i i really want to then bring in a piece around which has been a lot of where my um my work has had to be around what happens when we do have trauma yes. in birth you yeah. know what do we do with that yeah. and you know for me you know i had to really just dive so deep on that story for my third baby who was um born ended up with emergency cesarean and wasn't breathing and and spent pretty much the first four days of her life in a coma so there was no touching no contact no breastfeeding nothing you know she was really in a very touch and go situation where they didn't think she would make it so you know her first you know week on the planet was filled with incredible fear from us from all our families and friends you know just going is this baby going to make it and it was you know i have to say one of the most um life-changing moments Mm -hmm. you know you know when these beautiful experiences happen where it actually taught me truly about what surrender looks like you know I have this this very strong image of seeing my baby in the NICU you know up you know she was just totally connected to machines you know they were really there's a lot of fear from the doctors we don't think she's going to make it and I remember holding onto her little foot and giving her permission and saying you do whatever you need to do like I trust you yeah I just said I trust you to do whatever you need to do um if you need to stay you need to go I trust that that's where you need to be you know of course I want you to be here but there was it was this huge element of surrender of letting go you know and I thought I knew surrender before that but (laughs) I was like oh no that's surrender (laughs) and you know what I see in your parenting level for you and and, you know I talk about this a lot I so honor it and have such reverence for Mm. you is I see that deep trust Mm. that you have with all your children and Mm. I see and so I hadn't heard that story before about that that point there so well I think in that sense of surrender there was that element of I'm this isn't about me on some level this is about my baby choosing to do what she needs to do knowing that she really chose her birth you know I I'd put in everything in place to have a beautiful home birth but she had different ideas and it was clear we needed to go to hospital and then after a long labor you know that's where we ended up and so you know really after that piece when she kind of came out of the coma and she looked like she was going to be all right and you know it was amazing because the doctors were like she'll have brain damage and she won't be able to do this and that and I remember just sitting there looking in the eye going it's all okay she'll do what she needs to do and they were really like no do you really get how bad this is and I was like well that's perception and I have to choose to see it as perfection you know and so sure enough she came out of everything completely fine much to everyone's amazement (laughs) but when we finally did get home and everything you know for me I knew enough from being in birth to going 
okay, we haven't had all those incredible imprints. We need to start now. So I yes. just started, you know, wearing her on my body, co-sleeping, breastfeeding, just she wasn't never on me, you know, yes. and really learning about who we were just to really start that healing process. But then sure enough, it came a point where I thought, okay, there's been big trauma for both of us. Yes. I know enough to know that we are going to have to move this because this could have a big impact on how she journeys her life. Yes. And that is what brought me to Aletha Salter's work. And and for me, what I did each day um, is I would take her into the bedroom when it was quiet and I'd hold her in my arms and I'd just look her in the eye and say, if there's anything you want to tell me, I'm listening. And pretty much every time she would just start crying and she would start arching and she would just cry and cry and cry. And, and for the first few times, she wouldn't make any eye contact with me. She would just cry, you know, for like half an hour, 45 minutes. And then she would fall into these really deep, peaceful sleeps. And I would just see almost like this shift in her body. And after we'd done it for a few days, I was like, whoa, I think there's something in this. And I said to my husband, you know what, let's, how do you feel if we give this a go? And he's like, yep, he was up for it. And then what started to happen is as she would cry, she would look deep into my eyes. And it was, I mean, it makes me teary talking about it. It was the deepest level of connection I think I had ever felt and experienced because it was her sitting there just looking at me as I held a space for her saying, I've got you, let it go. And I I felt like I could literally just see the tension moving from her being. And sometimes I'd look at her in the eye and I would know exactly what she was crying about. I was like, oh, this was this bit. (laughs) On that bit, I just have such strong sense. And sometimes I would cry. And quite often after she'd had a big cry, like I would need to have a cry. (laughs) Like I would go and see my husband or I would go and do something that needed, you know, me to, to also be heard. But it really just, you know, it was the most extraordinary experience to then see what it was like to help her move from what was there. And so we listened every day and, um, and over the years, she's 11 now, I watched in different times in her life where bits and pieces would come up and she would have to move it. And it was so extraordinary to just be available to her to trust that she was going to move what she needed to. And, you know, we often talk about um, with birthdays, you know, every time it comes around, our own birthdays (laughs) or our children's birthdays, all those feelings come up again. (laughs) So for many, many years, every time it was Tali's birthday, you know, on that day, both of her and I would often feel really sick. Um, We would have headaches. We were both just really like, oh, here it is again. Until last year when it was her birthday and she looked at me and she said, Mum, I think we've done that now. And I went, okay, we're finished. And then we had a gorgeous birthday this year. There was nothing. It was kind of like we've done the letting go. Mm. Such a profoundly beautiful story Mm. that you share. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah. And just to add to that little bit, again, helping, I guess, people who are listening understand, as you were saying before, where it turns up in new beginnings in her life, when she started kinder, when she started school, you know, a lot of feelings came up for me around that, about yes. letting her go. It's yes. not safe to let her go in the yeah. world. Yeah. You know, I nearly lost her. Yeah. You know, what happens if I lose her again? So, you know, those feelings I had to work through as she made those big transitions, and so did she. Yes. And until I think we worked through really the core element of it, you know, and now I look at her and she's so incredibly free and connected in her body. Yes. I, I just think you. it's almost like you can't even... Yes. We would not that you can tell when you see someone and go, well, that's what happened. But there is that sense within her of yes. incredible, profound moving, yes. you know, yeah. that she's done. Yeah. Mm. 
I, I often think that for children, birth is just below the surface, especially if, if they haven't been aware. And, but even if, if parents have been aware of this capacity for babies and children to heal from birth right from day dot, but at any age, it's never too late to start. And I love Aletha's yes. piece on that it's never too late to start. Yes. But that I often see, do you see that as well in, in clients, but also my own children, that, that often with children, particularly if they get upset and particularly if it is around any way related to the theme of their birth, whether it's separation or powerlessness often. So I'd maybe talk a bit about my son, that those feelings for children are often like a, a millimetre away from the surface. Mm. Their birth experience is so close mm. for them. Mm. And because the way I see it is their, their desire and their capacity to heal from that is so ready. Yes. But it really requires us to understand and cooperate with that process, which we don't often understand in this culture. We, yes. you know, we come from this history, don't we, of, of crying particularly and this is we're presenting so much more than crying but we are talking a bit about the crying piece um you know where it used to be a few hundred years ago that if a child was crying that was seen mm. as they were possessed by the devil that was the belief and then it became seen as more like misbehavior and then we came more recently to the the idea that all crying indicates an unmet need so that if a, a baby or a child's crying we need to do everything we can to stop it what i love about aware parenting is that it really combines a deep respect for the needs of babies and children deeply understanding their needs so i really want to say you know if you're if you're hearing this idea for the first time about crying and listening to feelings and you might be like oh my gosh you know i really want to give you reassurance that we are both deeply passionate about about really meeting children's needs babies mm. needs for closeness for attunement for secure attachment for um you know all the things that babies and children need but also understanding that that feelings babies right from as we're sharing in utero they have real feelings like us they have real feelings they Mm. feel scared and overwhelmed Mm. and sad and um in awe and wonder and delight you know they they are fully sentient feeling beings Mm. and you know, just as if we were feeling some really big feelings, if we'd had a really, if we've given birth and we wanted to share about it or we wanted to cry about it and someone was doing everything they could to stop us from sharing those feelings, we might have, and I wonder if you, how it would be to imagine or even remember perhaps a time where you've wanted to share your feelings and someone's been doing everything they can to distract you mm. with chocolate or tea or coffee or alcohol or screens or whatever the thing is and how you feel when someone's trying to distract you when actually you know deep in your heart that you really have something that you want to express you want to have heard because because it's there sitting in your body and you know you know that it needs to come out and so I really want to put that really clearly in place that we are so honoring of baby's needs this is this is um, so different from other approaches it's so honoring of babies mm. but it's really understanding uh, understanding trauma understanding mm. feelings yes understand we can meet all of their needs and that, but still mm. every baby will still mm. have uncomfortable feelings that they need completely to and no matter if you have the perfect oh, yes birth, yes you know, your your child is still coming into the world with new experiences with loud noises with all these kind of things that still cause shock or they cause you know upset and and overwhelm frustration 100 percent natural parts of being in a human body aren't they that's it and and we can't there is no perfect birth to 
mean that our, our child won't ever have to feel anything hard or bad because yes. actually we're humans and we're meant to do that <laughs> and our, our beautiful capabilities that we can heal yes. we have the capacity we to have heal the capacity to heal yes yeah. and and you know even in saying that after obviously when i came to this with my third baby i hadn't done this with my first two so of course yes. i kind of went whoa there's probably a whole lot there that i haven't listened to and again i started with my kids were older but it was very much trusting that they will heal what they needed to heal yes. and i have this beautiful story i tell about my son when he was about nine or ten and you know we had a really tricky birth together you know yes. and i'd never really listened to how that felt for him yeah. and one day we were at um my in-laws and we were swimming and there was heaps of kids around and people and all of a sudden everyone got out of the pool except my son and he swam up to me and he said, Mum, Mum, I'm your baby. And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, he was a big 10-year-old at the time. I kind of held him in my arms in the water and he started nuzzling into me and he's like, I'm your baby. Look after me. I'm your baby. And I, I played along. I'm like, oh, you're my baby and I love you. And I was stroking him. And for about five or 10 minutes, he was being a baby, which yes. was very out of character for him because yeah. he would never usually play in that way. Yeah. And then he said to me, Mum, just hold my head and he kind of laid in front of me in the water I just held his head and he closed his eyes and he laid there for 10 minutes while I held his head in the water no one was around I'm sitting there thinking oh my god we're having a rebirth (laughs) like it was just (laughs) this perfection of this is what he needs to do now and I just I mean for me it was so moving because I thought oh we are right back in your birth connecting in the way that we didn't and yes. you are just moving what you need to move now yeah and then after 10 minutes he kind of just got up and he goes thanks mum and just swam <laughs> off and i was sitting there going wow did anyone, <laughs> yeah. did anyone see that Whoa. <laughs> like, what just happened and that was yeah. and so I, I really do trust that yes. that children we always talk about this they know what they need to do to heal they know what they need to do to come back into balance yes often we miss it as yes. parents and if we keep creating that space when yes. they ask for that connection or opportunity then they will do the work they will you know, we don't and have they will to keep do trying it. to and it's really the trusting the timing as well mm. i think often parents i talk to do you have this is they'll be like no but my child still hasn't you know healed from this or they've still mm. got the feelings about this and it's really trusting that the timing of for the whole family system that sometimes it will take you yes. know and i've had so many experiences that with families that something will happen and then the whole family system is ready to do that yes. piece of honey. And it may be 10 years later or mm-hmm. 20 or 50, who knows? Mm. It's really that trust that, mm. that there isn't a right or a wrong way. There's, mm. there's, there's something. And it always serves us. Yes. You know, like where we are is perfect for where we need to be. Yes. You know, so those pieces where we think, I want that to look differently or I wish we didn't feel yes. like that is actually just us keeping ourselves safe. Yes, we can love that. We can talk <laughs> we a lot totally about loving the, loving the repression mechanisms and loving the, all the things that we've done to avoid our feelings and mm. protect ourselves from mm. feeling the mm. pain. Mm. We're all about compassion for all of that. Yes. So there's no yes. have to here. There's no have there's to no, about any of this. And there's no right or wrong. And I think yeah. it really is about just having an awareness and understanding of looking at it sometimes through a different lens or beginning to see it in a way that um, might bring or open up some possibility for healing and shifting and change, you know, yes. in, in the way we live our lives. I, I mean, you know, being born, I was born by cesarean. And um, I often, my um, my story I tell myself around that is I was kind of just lifted out of my mum's womb. And therefore, in my life, people just lift me and help me all the time. And it's really true <laughs> yes. because I have more support in my life than anyone I know. Yes. And that's what I've told myself is yeah. what, what my birth was just this. There was, and I didn't have to 
struggle or work hard yes. on that level. Yes. So that's my story I tell myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I don't know if that's, that's probably not true for anyone else, but but for me that's what I've meant it made yeah. it mean for yeah. me within that. And also, you know, I, I, I do love kind of this generational imprints that we have. My yes. mother was actually a twin. And um, when my grandmother gave birth to her and her twin sister, back then she went into hospital and the and the matron's like, oh, the doctor's not here. So they gave her some heroin, which is what they used to give her back then to what? knock them out. Yeah. Yeah. So grandma is asleep and she wakes up two hours later and she'd given birth to two babies vaginally. Mm. Like her body had pushed these babies out. So like the twilight sleep, is that yeah, what that kind was? Of, it was a bit different, kind of like that. Yeah. That whole, we're just going to knock you out. Yeah. Not so much the twilight sleep because she was, she was actually totally. just out. Yeah. yeah and then you know so my mum and twin sister didn't necessarily have a, a very conscious birth in the sense of their grandma their mother woke up and went oh there's the babies yes and then both of them went on to have five cesareans each so they went on oh, to wow. have um this really strong imprint fear around birth both yes. of them were quite sick in their pregnancies and and so then for me the next generation having a vaginal birth for my first son I felt was a massive triumph yes. from just where my lineage had exactly. come from and yes. then having another healing birth after that and yes. then obviously there was still another piece I then had a cesarean which was and funnily enough was the exact same hospital my mother was in when Whoa. she had her cesarean Whoa. so I was like oh there we yes. go more healing yes it was actually all perfect for the bigger it? lineage yeah, yeah. I've been looking a lot again at that as well the that's been losses for us in our lineage so yeah really interesting isn't it how these births show up so so mm. profound to see that there's such a, a bigger picture to what yes. we often see so there's the cultural picture of how much we're influenced by our, our culture but there is that you know that is so many generations before us and that we are we're not these separate beings just coming no. in and doing our own thing yes. there's so much yes to that. yes so I think um is there anything else I, you want I to add? I did want to share. Mm. I wanted a couple of quick things. Mm. One is about seeing the. Th- no, actually, I wanted to share a little bit in the the birth themes showing up. So I just wanted to share a quick story around mm. my daughter when she was six. So we also we started listening to her feelings in arms. So again, it's in arms, mm-hmm. all needs met. Mm-hmm. Listening to her feelings when she was three months old, and she did a she. So it was a beautiful birth, but mm-hmm. it was uh, it was also eighty six hours posterior wow. birth. So she uh, she had quite a lot of crying to do, which I was didn't have any capacity to listen to at the beginning. And when I did, you know, I listened to her lots and lots and lots over the years. And when she was six, she had a, a plate put in her mouth for her teeth, which I think was all to do with her birth and her jaw. And she literally, again, similar to your son, she, but a little bit different, she actually went around and relived the whole birth journey. Mm-hmm. So it was at home and she actually went from room to room. And it was her dad and I happened to be both with her. A massive long, it was like, I can't remember, maybe two hours of this whole process where she literally, and we were a little bit in awe because she would go from room to room and she followed the literal journey of her birthing experience and really because this plate in her for her teeth had actually I think moved the bones in her jaw in a way that was helping her remember another piece of her birth story so Mm. I I, I just remember that experience and Mm. and like you mine with my children has been seeing the deep relief and relaxation in their Mm. bodies for both of them after any time they got to express feelings Mm. and how relieved they feel Mm. and the the beautiful eye contact and it it would always be like there was a Buddha coming into the room that you know that that quality of peace that comes Mm. in after that 
after they've expressed mm-hmm. these feelings to mm-hmm. us with us yes. lovingly listening and gazing their eyes and mm-hmm. saying I'm right here with you I'm listening and, and the profound deep mm-hmm. sense of connection amazing and, and, and he, yeah the healing that comes from that uh, yeah it's so profound isn't it and I and remember that experience we had together with Tali when she wanted yes, to redo her birth yes. so my youngest when she was probably about five or so came to me one day and said I don't like seeing pictures of myself when I was born it reminds oh, me about how I died yes. and I said okay what would you like to do with that and she said well I would like to fix that. And I said, well, let's, I said to her, well, we can do that. We can kind of go back into the story. Would you like to do that with someone? And she said, I want to do it with your friend, Mary. And so you actually came down to Melbourne to my place. And Tali set up, we, we set up the birth about yes. how it did happen, how she was stuck. And do you remember I said, and then you came out and she said, yes. And then I was dead and she just laid in my arms like she was dead. And I was like, okay. And so I was pretty heavy. And then we went through what did happen and then we said, what do you wish had have happened? And then she created like a pool, like she said, I wanted to be born in the water. And we went through this whole beautiful journey of what it was like if I labored and then she was born. And and I remember the point that sits out the most with me is the moment she was born, as we were playing, she laid in my arms and she even said, and then our eyes met. I remember her saying that. And and that was like her going, we didn't get to do it, but now we can. And it, I mean, it was deeply, it was pretty full on for me. I mean, she kind of just loved it and went with it. And afterwards, she was just like, oh, I feel better. And then I remember um, she went into the bathroom about 15 minutes after and she called me in and she made me crouch down so I was on her eye level and she said to me, mummy, if you've still got some feelings around my birth, I can listen to you if you like. I was like, oh, no, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I've got some other people. But I remember just seeing the look in her being of, oh, that was another piece I needed to fix or complete for that journey, which, again, was just, you can't make that happen. It was just when they are ready. And so profound that she knew what she needed to do within that. They're they're wisdom. They're so wise. And, again, that's for me, I think that's part of my passion is, our culture is so, has so much judgment around babies and children, yes. so much judgment. And to me, I see them in these, these sacred beings actually is so much more in contact with so much more wisdom often than we are, that we've got kind of cultured out of us, that they know what they need, they know how to heal, and they're often constantly asking us. And we're the ones who often take a long time to go, <laughs> to catch up. oh, okay, but luckily they will give us many, many opportunities to do that. <laughs> yes. And they chose, I do believe they chose us as well. So I think that's a really helpful thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, for me, look, my wish with birth, whether it's your own birth or the way you've birthed your babies, is again to come back to just deep compassion for the journey you've had, yes. especially if you feel really unhappy about it, you feel traumatised by it, you feel as unfair, you know, to really feel into just a deep compassion that you were doing the best job you knew how at the time and that there is always room and space to heal within it. I absolutely believe that yes, there's room to, to heal for whatever us. Whatever age we are and whatever age our children are, even yes. if they're in their 40s or 50s or however old they are, if you're a grandparent or a great-grandparent, mm. never too late. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> so we want to finish this podcast with an, a bit of an invitation to you. Um, every podcast we'd like to offer you an invitation to do something for yourself. So our invitation for this podcast is really just to tune into, is there anything about your own birth that you have haven't expressed or worked through or that you notice in your own life you know that may need a bit more attention now that that may even just spark an element of interest of oh wow maybe that's why I do that 
and if it needs any healing or compassion for it in some way you know just to open up that inquiry of wow how does that play out for me or if it's not about your own birth about if you have given birth before you know is there any healing needed within that for you as as a mama yes Mm, yes um and we also would like to share um about things that inspire us around this topic Mm. <laughs> well, The Aware Baby by Aletha Sorter, highly recommend that. Mm. And rereading it, reading it and rereading it, I recommend. Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, look, you know, for me, from a birth perspective, I, I mean, I've been a calm birth teacher for a long time, so I love what calm birth has to offer in pregnancy as far as education and working with the subconscious mind and releasing yes. fears. It's a beautiful program to help um, us feel prepared and ready and we also have I also have one of my loves is uh, a beautiful program I developed a few years ago with my business partner Jules Brooks we um, created about birth online which is an online birth program it's all videos it's very beautiful to look at um, which very is very beautiful <laughs> <laughs> which is beautiful birth preparation that you can do online you know to prepare yourself for for labor yeah there are offerings yes yes so thank you very much for listening and you know we um we trust that you you get whatever you needed from this beautiful sharing yay mm. and yeah come and check out more of our stuff as well if you want to read more about this we we write lots about this in various places so oh yes so mary come, you've come definitely see. got courses on this <laughs> got courses on <laughs> go everything. and check out mary um, yes yeah yes yeah thanks for being here thanks for listening lots of love Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.